Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel. And today we're going to continue to be looking at Daniel chapter 8. So if you go ahead and open up your Bible there, today we'll be reading verses 5 through 8. Yesterday we began, and it's a, a new vision for Daniel. Um, it, it kind of marks us in the third year of Belshazzar. So we know this happens before Daniel 5, because Daniel 5 marked the end of the reign of Belshazzar. So again, Daniel's not chronological in its order. But here this vision happens um, during the reign of Belshazzar, who is the last ruling king of the Babylonian Empire, and was giving Daniel hope. Yesterday we were introduced, the first part of this vision had to do with a ram with two horns. And so today we're going to meet the second creature of this vision, a goat. So let's read verses 5 through 8. As I was considering, behold, a male goat came from the west across the face of the whole earth without touching the ground. And the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. He came to the ram with the two horns, which I had seen standing on the bank of the canal. And he ran at him in his powerful wrath. I saw him come close to the ram, and he was enraged against him, and struck the ram and broke his two horns. And the ram had no power to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled upon him. And there was no one who could rescue the ram from his power. Then the goat became exceedingly great, but when he was strong, the great horn was broken, and instead of it there came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. All right, so now we've met both of these creatures, the ram and the goat. Now what's interesting is as we go, we're going to we're going to see the interpretation of this vision when we get down to verse 15. So I don't want to spoil too much except just to build upon what we talked about yesterday and that is the incredible accuracy of these prophecies. So it is interesting whenever we read prophetic literature in Scripture, whether it's the book of Ezekiel, the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, we get to what's called apocalyptic literature, which is filled with with symbols and images which appear to be one thing but really represent something else entirely different. Um, Like an example, if you go to the book of Revelation chapter 12, you read the historical account uh, that partly has happened and will happen in the future of when Michael and the archangel Michael the archangel and the angels battle against Satan and his minions and Michael prevails and casts Satan out of heaven and with him one third of the stars which are the the fallen angels but in that passage it refers to Satan as the dragon that dragon of old so that's a symbol that is a, a an apocalyptic um, image but what we get is right after that, you know, the John, the author of the book of Revelation, defines what the dragon represents. He says the dragon, that serpent of old, which is the devil or Satan. So here, John gives us definition of the apocalyptic symbol. And that's very helpful um, to know that when, the, when God in his sovereignty wants us to understand clearly what the symbols represent, he gives us the clear meaning. And so we're not always left just to guess and to speculate, well, what could this symbolize? What could that symbolize? Because when we do, we are referring upon our own ideas, our own presuppositions, our own authority to interpret Scripture. That's always dangerous. 
So when we come to interpreting Scripture and understanding the, the meaning of the text, this is a field called hermeneutics. That's a big word, but it simply means the science of interpreting Scripture to understand the meaning. So scripture means what scripture means. You know, a lot of times maybe you've been in a Bible study where the Bible study leader asked the question, which uh, really gets on my nerves, and you'll understand why in a moment, is what does this mean to you? As if to suggest that the Bible can mean one thing to one person and then mean something completely different to someone else. No, the Bible's meaning never changes. Applications do. And I think that's what many Bible study leaders who ask that question really are, are trying to mean, pun intended. Um, but what they're really asking is, how does this verse apply to you? Now, there could be myriads of applications. But the meaning does not change. When God inspired through his Holy Spirit, the authors of Scripture, he meant to say what he said. And there's truth and meaning in what, in what God said. So that's the goal of hermeneutics is arriving to that meaning. So then you can then derive accurate interpretations. So when it comes to apocalyptic literature, what are the hermeneutical, what are the principles of interpretation we must have? Well, one of the key hermeneutical principles in evangelical life has always been, continues to be, um, although not as many hold to solid conservative evangelicalism as they used to, but is let Scripture interpret Scripture. Meaning, a lot of times when God gives us apocalyptic images and symbols, he will soon before or after give us very clear defining of those symbols. If he doesn't, if it remains vague, it's usually in areas that are not critical for us to understand everything about it. And so that's definitely true when we get to end times. There's so many different views on end times, which we encounter in Daniel through prophecies. But God makes sure that we know that which he wants us to know. That which is clear is absolutely critical. That which is unclear, we're free to disagree, and that's okay, because it's not directly connected to the gospel. There are the essential things we must believe. Then there's the non-essential areas that we can agree to disagree but still have unity. But no matter what, in all of our beliefs, we must have love. So how are you processing when you read Scripture? Do you try to find the meaning of the text first and then try to see how it applies to you? Or are you one of those that may make the mistake of trying to jump right to, how does this apply to me? Let me just encourage you, as you study the Word of God, your first goal is to understand the plain meaning of the text. What did this mean to the original readers and listeners of this? Once you get there, that really helps you accurately apply the Scripture to your life. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.